Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of From Fashion to Paycheck podcast. Today we have a special, special guest joining uh, Miss Nabila Anwar, who is our very own home, who is an owner of our very own homegrown beauty brand, uh, the founder of Cayman Beauty. Uh, she's also named as the Prestige Malaysia's Top 40 Under 40 list, the most successful, innovative, influential, and also young people in Malaysia. I'm truly honored to have her here. Hello, Miss Bella. How are you? Hello. Hi. I'm honored to be here, to be honest. <laughs> Thank you so much. We, we really, really uh, appreciate that you're taking your time to be here despite your busy schedule as you're preparing for your you know, for your big launch tomorrow. Well, um, tell us a little bit about yourself briefly. Uh, okay, I am from Kedah. Uh, I'm a Kedah uh, woman. Okay, I'm at 30 years old. Uh, wow, yeah. I think young or old, I don't know. Uh, your your preference of young and old. Uh, <laughs> I am very uh, passionate uh, toward beauty. That is why I uh, create uh, this beauty company. Um. I start uh, this company uh, 2017. Uh, before I start uh, doing this uh, fully, I'm a student. Um, I'm just a student and then I'm a beauty blogger. Um, but eventually, my passion turned into this company. Right. So when did you start your beauty blogging? Uh, I start doing my uh, business uh, during my degree at UTM. So I I always buy uh, like beauty stuff uh, at Watson, Guardian and stuff like that. Uh, Korean brand and and then I do it like it's not for for anything, just for the love of beauty. So mm -hmm. I want to share with my followers, and then I share through my Instagram, Twitter. So it turns out. I just uh, realized that it's a missing puzzle uh, on the local brand because I keep reviewing like uh, uh, Korean and then the Western, uh, but there is no local brand that has that. Maybe there is uh, a few, but it's not wide. And after I looking uh, like research all the things, uh, all the local brand are promoting like whitening stuff. So i I not agree with that. So it's very difficult for me to, to review that. And because of that, I have this um, perception that, okay, maybe I'm the one who made the change of the local beauty scene. So that is how I started. So basically it's from blogging, reviewing beauty stuff to, <laughs> to uh, creating my own beauty product. Yeah, I, I really like the reasoning behind it. Because mm -hmm. just like you, I even feel like, uh, you know, the Western and the Sequoia brands are more towards white skin people. Mm -hmm. So your product is uh, caters for different type of tones uh, and skin tones, is it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the We are focusing on embracing the, the skin. Uh, it's not changing the, the way how it looks, but embracing. Uh, it's more like promoting the healthy skin, um, like embracing your skin color because... We live in Indonesia that have a very different types of uh, skin tone. So it's very, uh, very unfortunate that we just celebrate one skin tone because we have a 
very different beauty. Uh, like we have Indian, we have Chinese, we have Malay, we have Iban. So every different types of beauty that we need to embrace it. So that is why I create this Cayman. Yeah. Thank you. I really like the vision. <laughs> now that you're in the business for the past five years, right? What were some defining moments, like maybe challenges or maybe something, a success that you never expected that you would like to share with the audience? Uh, to be honest, uh, because I started, uh, you know, the scene in Malaysia that always promoting like whitening stuff and there is a very negative uh, perception toward local brand. So I think the hardest challenge uh, during my uh, company, my building my company is earning the trust from the local itself because uh, we've been feeding with the negative things, uh, mercurial stuff. So all the local brand, they, they think we are the same. Uh, so uh, to to prove that we are different, we uh, we bring different vision um, and mission. It's very difficult to be honest, but uh, over five years, uh, we... I don't think we successfully fully 100% but manage lah. I think 50%, 60% uh, people start to trust our local uh, beauty industry uh, more than before this. So mm. I think that is very quite challenging because if we, if people doesn't trust us, I don't think we can build a, a successful brand because people need trust to buy things from you, right? Right, correct. And, mm -hmm. you know, changing perception of people and building that trust, especially in the beauty industry where there's so many competition, not only locally, but internationally, it's not easy. So how you personally have used, um, your, you know, what kind of marketing strategies that you have used to grow your brand at that particular time? Uh, during that particular time, we use uh, a lot of content pro uh, marketing. We do a lot of content because I started with uh, blogging. So uh, I used to share my beauty stuff to people, to my followers. So I use this thing uh, to my brand. So I keep educating people using my content, like educating the beauty stuff, uh, my first product is soap. During that time, I give a free sample for them to use it. Uh, so before they trust us, uh, that is it good? Is it not good? So you have to try first. I give it like uh, 1,000 free sample to everyone. Uh -huh. And by doing that, and then at the same time, I keep feeding them with the educational content. Mm -hmm. So they know, oh, I know my stuff. So I, I'm not just bluffing um, mm -hmm. to sell the product to them. So after I'm giving a lot of sample, I give that like 1,000 sample. After that, I give a lot of uh, positive feedback from them. Mm -hmm. I do um, buy that feedback. I use it for the marketing. So mm -hmm. it's like, uh, create the buzz, huh? create the buzz, and over that, I think because of that strategy, free sample give me a lot of exposure to people mm. because people love free stuff. Correct. <laughs> yeah, people Everyone love free stuff. free stuff, so I give free stuff and I give me profit to and sales too. So during that time, it's quite successful for me. So it's grow uh one by one. Yeah. And I think that the giving free, you know, your products for free, it's 
in some ways it's like you know if you feel like how can we give our product for free right? but in as a, as a someone who's just starting i think it's a great way to get the exposure that you want and at the same time get feedback from people mm-hmm. you know, what do they actually feel about my product and how do they recommend uh, you know to to their friends and all and i think it's a great technique in the beginning stage for you to get started to kickstart yeah. your business itself right now um also basically for the past 5 years right where was the the first successful moment that you felt in your business you know you're building trust but you know maybe in terms of like sales they've gotten maybe in terms of like people's uh, people's um feedback about your product that made you really happy about what you're establishing i think um of course uh because i'm doing skincare brand because all the positive feedback is uh, like um it's like a catalyst for us to for our patient to keep going but i think the most um memorable thing is uh building the team uh with me together so i have a, a reseller and the staff as well that is very passionate uh and doing skincare and then because of that we got recognized by a big big manufacturer like a korean brand and stuff to work with them so we get to formulate a very good product with them so i think that is the most successful for me because uh not everyone can get that access they're believing us uh to create the product and formulation just for us because they believe in our mission and vision uh to to create a, a very good formulation for the local in society malaysia so I think that is the most successful thing because not everyone can get the access. And the second one, I think more co- to the community because I think my people so loyal to K-Man that they buy anything that we produce. So I think that is one of um proud moments because I know I can, I can uh, release pencil people going to buy it so i think that is the really like that yeah what you have built is just not fan base but like a tribe of people who really believe that yes yes know? because it's not easy for us uh it's not easy for everyone to to trust a skincare product to put on their face but the fact that anything that came and produced they buy because oh that is cayman so i trust with all my heart so that is one of my successful and proud moment because i get these people on my side yeah like that i really like that so you feel that building your team and having that access to the you know international uh, Mm -hmm. collaborators and also you know able to like have the fan base for yourself that you really believe in what you produce i think it's, it's great because building community that is going to follow you forever is what we need now in marketing and also to be successful i think um, yeah. as a as a brand because you know you have started it started it as an individual you, you were mm. not doing it and now you have a team and you know um, doing businesses internationally so i think it's really really great now in terms of like how do you see uh, the beauty industry growing in the coming years. Uh, what do where do you see it's growing? Whether it's Malaysia locally or internationally. Uh, I think uh local beauty uh industry is 
involving. Like people, uh, they know mercury is bad. Uh, they started to realize that uh, we need to embrace our skin tone. So no whitening stuff or whatever. They, uh, The product is there, but maybe they got a knowledge that that is not good. So because of that, another local brand, the industry, other than K-Man, start to build a very good formulation and product. It's not for whitening stuff. They start to push uh, like embracing your true color, embracing your true beauty uh, in their narrative. So I think that is a very good start. And for the future, I think uh, log local uh, like netizen like netizen <laughs> netizen uh, start to believe in us because a more local brands going to make the formulation that based on your like malaysian skin like uh, right now we have korean and western so they formulate all the skincare based on the weather up there so right now we have the company in malaysia that formulate the skincare product that cater to their needs our needs like the Malaysian needs because our weather is like look up, outside we're raining heavily and then suddenly tomorrow is going to be very very sunny so the the weather is you know we humid country so I think uh, the industry is going to be so competitive because everyone want to uh, create a very good formulation uh, like no more instant result it's just like uh, we want to sustain uh, nobility like until we all we want to be healthy more like Not living like, with healthy skincare yeah 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 like the green thing and I think this Gen Z things uh, mm -hmm. start to to involve so right. uh, the sustainability solution for the product and the formulation and the marketing and so the, how na um, natural is the product they want yeah to yeah yeah again. start to change because the world is changing so and the animal testing as well right yeah yeah <laughs> so this generations they read they read they research so we um as the company need to align with that uh, things lah. Uh, no no more uh, mercury and whitening nobody want to buy that anymore but you really having the social responsibility here right how you contribute to like the environment change or yes, social yes. responsibility how you making the community a better place yeah we just not uh, like i think in the future the business is not selling the product we also selling the value uh, which yeah. i think your audience came oh, is already doing right you're selling the <laughs> try value to, um, <laughs> try to <laughs> i think you're i think like you know this concept is very new if, if it then comes to local people still feel that what am i going to get out of the product but in then like an overview a bigger view like what is the mission behind what you're doing and how you are bringing the change and i think that is going to take over you know that's that's the reason people are going to buy your products or all the products that are coming in yes 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 so my next question or with the last questions last question is um what would be your advice for the aspiring, uh, you know, entrepreneurs, either in beauty industry or, you know, in any other industry? Because you see 
that entrepreneurs like especially gen z they want to do things on their own you know they're mm -hmm. coming up with their own things they don't want to work they don't want to get stuck in the office they don't have the flexibility and all that and they want to get into entrepreneurship yeah. not knowing how difficult is it when you're starting something like so what would be your advice for someone who's thinking about becoming an entrepreneur starting something on their own I think everyone can be entrepreneur, but not everyone can be entrepreneur for a long time <laughs> because <laughs> it's, it's very hard. Of course, uh, for the beginning, uh, it's very all excited, like because we just started, so we are very into into this. Um, but uh, during, I think the most thing, uh, important thing is trust the journey because every journey have the challenges uh, and what I learned is every challenges is things that we pray for like I pray for one million seals so the challenging is to to make sure I know how to keep that one seal you know what I mean like um, if I ask for like uh, one million, but I never did like one thousand sales. So the journey is not going to be so fast. It's like so, not like a jump. It's not like a leap. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know how to explain it, but the go one step at a time, and you're like taking a step. Yeah, up, right. If you cannot handle the like one thousand ringgit sale challenge. Do you think you can uh, handle like 1 million sales challenge? So you have to trust your process. You have to embrace every challenge that you uh, you got. Uh, so every challenge is the way for you to learn something. So when you take one step ahead, you know you've done this before. Uh, you know you're not going to make this mistake. So another challenge is going to teach you uh things like it's very like ups and down uh journey but people will give up on the lowest side of the journey so i think trust the journey is very cliche but it's true <laughs> I, th it's I think it's, it's it's really a good one because for a lot of people who are just starting they have like a bigger version like, mm -hmm. like i want to make one million i want to have you know, thousand um, customers. The, the bigger they have the bigger vision, but they don't see or uh, break down the vision into a smaller vision, like you say. They don't have this, yeah. and like you say as well, if they cannot face the challenge of the achieving that smaller goal, how would they face the challenge of mm -hmm. the bigger goal, right? So, so they will get disappointed if they if oh okay I didn't get this, but it's a part of the journey to get you that. So my advice is, uh, for sure, you have to load the ego. You need to learn some. We uh, not know everything. Uh, we cannot know everything. So you have to load the ego to learn something from other people, from other like experienced people. Because I, I have seen a lot of people in this industry that they think they know everything. But the thing is, um, the ego kills their business. So it's not, it's not like, uh, it's very unfortunate because they have a very good business, but because they think they don't need to learn because it's so small thing, but the small thing can give you the biggest impact in the business. So uh, my advice to people who want to, 
to do the entrepreneurship. Uh, low the ego, learn. Uh, if even if the smallest thing like, oh, I think how can you not know this? You should like learn it <laughs> because we never know that the the economy is like uh, ups and down, and the the world is changing. Something that doesn't work this year might be work next year. So learn as much as you uh, you can and just try the journey don't give up because uh, like I think people do like the bigger goal but they, they didn't see like you say like they don't see the small part one by one one by one so like for the but five, it's like a game, you know. Right. Level up another level, level up another level. Patience every yeah, happen. every level is getting harder, 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 harder until get like legend. <laughs> <laughs> correct, correct. That's a good one. But yes, that's where my next question is also who do you look up to when it comes to like mentorship? Um someone local or overseas, or someone that you just look up to because of the success they have had. Oh, uh, right now I'm I'm mentoring with Datuk Farida Hanim. Uh, she is very well known in Petronas, a leadership Petronas. Right. So, uh, she is my mentor. Uh, I learn business uh, with her, and for the overseas, uh, uh, international one, I very look up with the uh, Sarah, Sarah. No, no, no. It's like uh, the founder of the Glow Recipe. Uh, nah. ah, okay. uh, she is the founder of Glow Recipe. I very admire her brand and how uh, she conduct the, the brand and the value itself. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she is my idol. I love the brand so much and I love their, their leadership, the way they conduct the business. So, mm -hmm. I wish came and can be like them. Uh, <laughs> you will one day. <laughs> Anyways, my last question is, um, what is your definition of success? Uh, excuse me? I, what I, is your definition of success? Success, what does success mean? Oh, okay. oh I didn't hear the success one. Maybe. <laughs> okay, uh, I think the the definitions of success is is all about how can you give back to people it's not terms of money it's the value itself like i can have a lot of money but if i didn't have value to give to anyone else uh, i don't think i'm successful everyone can have money but do you have the wisdom do you have the value that you can give to the youngest uh, generation to my sister to my brother to my colleague uh, to my friend so i think that is the most successful because everyone can have money but not everyone can have knowledge uh, the experience the ups and down the wisdom you can like that things is priceless than money so for me that is the most successful of course the money comes the second because uh, how we can we can give back to the community like um, can help the one who needs uh, so that is the most successful things for me if I didn't have to think twice to give anything to the community if I have to think twice so it means I need to work harder we don't have enough we don't have yeah. enough <laughs> yeah, I have to work harder that's a really good one I really love it thank you mm -hmm. so much Miss Bella for sharing everything your experience in very very short period of time but I think I really learned a lot like 
I really love listening to the way you have, you know, started and facing the challenge, how you have built your team, you know, uh, understanding the local perception about your business industry and, you know, really seeing from your point of view of, uh, you know, how to grow as an entrepreneur is really an amazing uh, to be listening from you. So thank you so much once again. Thank you for inviting me. I'm just no one. I'm so glad that you, you are someone for all of us. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.